Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint Podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College Ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message. I'm glad that you guys chose to be here on your spring break. Raise your hand if you got a spring break. If you're on spring break right now. I would say most of you. Raise your hand if you're not on spring break. Hmm. I, I noticed Savannah was not very happy. When I, when I asked who's on spring break, she was like. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad that you're here, that you chose to be here um, when you are, you know, on a break. So I said this last week, but Wes, would you go up and flip up that light? Um, I said this last week, but I don't think that I described it very well. And so I'm, I'm going to take a stab at trying to describe it again tonight. What I tried to describe last week was this net here. Okay, this net is going to come down eventually. And we are going to take the net. And instead of it going this way, we are going to turn it. And I don't know if you can see the holes. They drilled the holes for it. But basically, it's going to come across this way. So in front of the stage so we can protect the stage. And then the plan is that we are going to take this stage and we're going to move it over about 12 foot this way. So everything will still face you guys. Like, it'll still be the same way. But we're going to center it up. Tyler's getting it now. He was the one who didn't get it. So that's why I'm explaining it again. And then we're going to move our TVs so it's centered up with the room. And so then that way you guys can fill this whole downstairs space. So on a normal youth night, you're not all super cramped and all that. So that's what I was trying to say last week. Um, If you have questions, you can uh, ask me. Tonight we're going to continue our spring fever series. And last week we talked about different seasons of your faith, right? Like a lot of you guys filled out those assessments and you said you're, you know, if you're in a spring, summer, fall, or winter season. And I hope that those were helpful and that it kind of um, helped you, like led you to maybe where you're at and it got you thinking about maybe why you're there. And so I just want to repeat what I said last week and, and just say that no matter what season you're in, it's okay. But I just want to encourage you to just keep going. Okay, just keep going. Just keep keep pushing through. Don't quit. Don't give up. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about, along with, you know, the spring fever thing, we're going to talk about something that maybe you have seen your mom do. Maybe it's something that you have done. And that is spring cleaning. I want you to turn to a neighbor and I want you to say, we clean out here. Kaylee, did you say it? That was, that was only for here, for you. <laughs> okay, that's just, if, if you don't know, out here is just a term that apparently I made up that I thought was hip, but I think it's still hip, so I'm going to continue to say it and have force people to also say it, <clears throat> Maddie. <laughs> hip, oh, sorry, bussin'. Um, what's, what's another term? I, I was trying to learn from, from youths today, like, what the term is. I, youths, you're the youths. <laughs> I am getting old. Okay. Um, anyways, speaking of spring cleaning, before we dive into the message tonight about spring cleaning, um, I want to echo what, I already echoed what Maddie said, but um, echo what Kaylee said about the swag shop and say that I have a challenge for all of you. 
as I said, that that swag shop room currently, if you haven't been back there, it's like two bigger rooms behind the swag shop. That's going to be your high school lounge if you all want it after we talk about it tonight and we, we dream about it. Um, but that means that everything must go from the swag shop. Everything is still online. You can still get the apparel. We'll still probably have new stuff out online that you can buy. But everything must go, which means everything at the swag shop is discounted, okay? Um, Fisher, yo, look at that. He is ahead of it. Look at those prices. Hats are no longer 15. They're 10. T-shirts are no longer 20. They're 10. Long sleeves are no longer 25. They're 15. Sweatshirts are no longer 30. They're 20. Wow. What, what discounts we have. And so what my challenge is, is I want you guys to help me do some spring cleaning and help me buy out the swag shop, okay? So I want you to buy one item, just one item over the next few weeks. It doesn't have to be for you. It can be for a friend or whoever you want. But just buy one item, and you can tell your parent, hey, I know we have this graduation coming up, this graduation party. we got to get a gift. I have an idea. We can go to the swag shop. They're discounted, okay? So one item, that is your goal. You guys got me? Thank you, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> Let's pray before we dive in. We need it. Um, Lord, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you that we can come together and that all these students on their week off, um, they wanted to come worship you. And uh, God, I'm so ready for worship. I honestly like kind of I'm ready to just get there because I just know that um, I think chains are going to break tonight. I think breakthrough is going to happen. And so, God, I just pray that uh, as, as I continue speaking, Lord, that um, students just would have their eyes open, that they would have their, their hearts open, their ears open, God, and that they just are so ready to receive what you have for them. Um, and for the students that are really wanting that spring season, God, I just pray that you do an inward work tonight and that you help us to see how we can get there. Um, so we just thank you, Lord. We love you. We love your presence. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. So raise your hand if you've heard of spring cleaning. Okay, put them down. How many of you have ever actually done spring cleaning? Like maybe you helped a mom or, wow, you guys are so nice. That's awesome. Um, so basically spring cleaning is, you know, cleaning normally in the spring um, where you, you go maybe, you know, in your closet and you organize it or you do a deep clean in the kitchen with maybe your mom or something. The action of spring cleaning is not very fun, right? Like, unless you're Savannah Fisher, she absolutely loves cleaning. Bless her heart. I love her for it. Every single summer, I call her. She's not here, but I call her to help me clean out all of the swag shop and the check-in area. Like, I love that about her. But for most of us, the act of spring cleaning, the action of it is not very fun. But what I will say is that when we do it, we never regret the outcome, right? Like, I've never heard anybody do some spring cleaning and then walk into their room and be like, oh, my goodness, my closet is so organized. Or like, oh, my gosh, my room is so spotless. Ew, right? Like, nobody does that. Everybody loves the outcome of spring cleaning. We feel organized. We feel, we feel accomplished. We feel clean, right? And so I think a lot of us, we need to do a spiritual spring cleaning. So we need to peek behind the doors inside in our hearts and look at what is going on on the inside. Because while doing a spiritual spring cleaning is also not very fun, right? The action of it is not very fun. We will always love the end result if we do it right. Because it will bring satisfaction, it will bring clarity, and it will bring cleanliness. Okay, so how many of you, by a show of hands, like to get new things? 
Okay, put those hands down. How many of you, by a show of hands, has gotten something for summer? Maybe it's, like, right, like, already. Like, a pair of sunglasses, swimming suit. Riley, where are you at? You know you'd be on Sheen, right? You were just telling me about it. She told me that if she buys one more item from anywhere, um, her clothes are getting burned. because She apparently buys too too many clothes. But anyways, when I buy new stuff, okay, I just bought some new stuff for our daughter, Hazel. Um, you know, I got her some summer outfits and a cute little strawberry swimsuit, and um, yeah, super cute. I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I bought her all this summer stuff, but in order to get her all this new stuff, I have to clean out all the old stuff. And our daughter is a growing babe. She was from the start. And so every couple months, I've had to go in her closet, and I've had to take out all the stuff that doesn't fit her anymore, all the stuff that doesn't suit her anymore, so I can make room for all the new stuff. We have to make room for the new by getting rid of the old. Okay, and if you want it to be a spring season of your faith, yes, I said it last week, like you need to keep going, you need to not give up, but you also need to do some spring cleaning too, and in order to do that, a lot of the times we have to get rid of the old to make room for the new. And honestly, like if you truly want new things, it's kind of got to get to the point where you're saying like, yeah, that old stuff, that doesn't fit me anymore. Like, all those old habits, all those old things I said, all those old things I thought or did, like, that doesn't suit me anymore. And until you get to that place where you actually want and desire new things and change in your life, you will not do anything that lasts. You will try and you will fail. Maybe you'll succeed for a little while, but unless you really want it, unless you really want to make room for the new, you have to hate the old things. You have to hate them, okay? So I'm going to like this to working out. Okay, have you ever wondered why some people can be so dedicated um, of, of working out and eating the right things and being healthy? It's because those people hate being unhealthy. They hate how they feel. And so they work hard. And, but those that don't hate it and they're just okay and they're comfortable, they never stick to a program. They never stick to, to eating healthy because they don't want change that bad. But those that do, they want that change. They want those new things. And until you get to that point, guys, where you hate the old things so much and you strongly desire the new things, it doesn't matter how many times you clean your act up, it's going to get dirty again. And some of you are sitting in a season where you maybe hate something about your circumstance or maybe you even hate something about yourself. And I just want to say that sometimes God allows us to kind of go there so that we're so sick and tired of being sick and tired that we actually start changing something. And there's this passage in Scripture in Matthew 23, and I love this because Jesus, he, he tells these people, like, spring cleaning, you guys need it. And he's talking to this group of people who are so stuck in their old ways, they're so stuck in their old habits, And they don't want the new things that bad. Like, they don't want change. And these people were actually um, Christian. They they were not Christian, but they were were godly people, okay? They didn't believe in Jesus, but they they were very godly. They were religious people. And so I just want to say this, guys. If people who were around Jesus, who were corrected by Jesus, who were called out by Jesus, if there were people around the Messiah, the Son of God, and they didn't get it, and they didn't change, and they didn't want new things, don't you think that we're probably going to experience that as well? That we are going to have some people in our life that are not going to get it, that are not going to want to change? Because I know what it's like to be crying in the corner and to, and to throw a pity party and be like, God, why? 
Like, why are they not getting this? Why are they not receiving this? Why don't they change? Why are they making excuses? Why aren't they listening? Why are they being so stupid? Like people that you know, just interacting with that are in my life, like why are they not getting it? And Jesus is like, bro, they did it to me. They're going to do it to you. You think you're so much mightier and better that, that you're just like not, not going to experience that? In John 15, Jesus actually told us, he gave a scripture that says, a servant isn't greater than his master. And he said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. But guess what? Even though Jesus was persecuted, that did not stop him from speaking the truth. So what I want to say to you tonight is I want to say, get up. Quit crying in the corner, okay? Big girls don't cry. Get out of the corner. Because there are going to be people around you who are so stuck in old patterns and old habits, and they won't change. They're not going to get what you're doing. They're not going to get what you're believing. And guess what? That is okay. Keep going. So Jesus, what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to break down this, this passage. It's Matthew 23, where Jesus is addressing these people. And we're just going to break it down. I'm going to give you a chunk, and then I'm going to kind of dissect it a little bit so you understand it. So, so Jesus addresses these people, even though he knows, like, you guys are so stuck in your old ways. And I love it because he just, like, he just goes off, okay? So Matthew 23, verses 1 through 4, this is what it says. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you because they know things. They, they, they know the Bible. They know the word. But do not do what they do, for they don't practice what they preach. Wow. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. So Jesus is calling them to, to do some spring cleaning, okay? The Pharisees, this group of religious people, they expected more out of people than they expected of themselves. Do you do that? Do, do I do that? Do you expect more of other people than you expect of yourself? Because they acted like everyone else needed a spring cleaning, but that they didn't need it. And then Jesus goes on. Verse 5, everything they do is done for people to see. Look at this word. Look at that word. I had, to, I had to look up how to say it, and I hope that it comes to my brain. They make up their phylacteries, sounds right, wide, and the tassels on their garments long. What the heck does that mean? It means that they used to wear things that showed, like, how religious they were, okay? And so they, apparently the phylacteries were really, like, spiritual, religious. They made them real wide, okay? They made the tassels on their garments real long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called a rabbi by others. But Jesus says, but you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you're all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. And then he says this. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The greatest among you will be your servant. See, those religious leaders, they loved when people admired their spirituality. But Jesus rebukes them, and he asks the question, are you doing this to be seen by God, or are you doing this to be seen by man. So going back to spring cleaning, sometimes it's hard for us to want to clean, you know, our, 
like, I'm just talking, like, spring cleaning, like, actually earthly spring cleaning. Like, you're going to go clean your room. Sometimes it's hard for us to want to go clean our room or clean our closet because we're the only one who sees it, right? Or, or maybe maybe your parent and you are the only one who's in God or the only one who sees your room. And so it would seem silly for you to start inviting people over to your house and being like, hey, Rebecca, check out my, you know, under my bed, make sure it's spotless. Or, hey, Tommy boy, look in my closet and make sure it's all organized. Like, that would seem silly. We don't do that because we don't do that to be seen by man. We do it to live a better life, to be more organized, to be more clean, or because maybe your parents told you to, but, but there are other reasons, okay? When we spiritually do a spring cleaning and we realize that there are some areas in our lives that we need to work on, we should not do it to be seen by men, okay? We shouldn't rush to the front at a conference just to be seen by worship leaders. We shouldn't open up our Bible just to be applauded by a small group leader or our parents. That's great if they do it, but that's not why we do it. And I, I love this quote. It's going to pop up here. Please write it down. Please put it in your brain. Normally, people, the world, they estimate greatness by how many people serve and honor them, who follow them, who like their posts, but Jesus reminded his followers that his kingdom looked different. And that we should estimate greatness by how we serve and honor others. Not who serves us, by how we serve. That right there, that is greatness. You know, I was thinking about the quote today um, as I was driving, how um, it's all about who you know. Who's heard that? Like when in a, you know, getting a job, it's all about who you know, right? We never say it's all about who knows you. Never. Because people can know you for the wrong reasons. It's not about who serves you, because they can serve you for the wrong reasons. It's about who you are serving. Who you are serving, not who's serving you. That's, that's greatness in Jesus' eyes. So if you're going to do a spring cleaning in your own life, you're going to have to get rid of some old habits, right? And you're not going to want to do it to impress the world, because I promise you that if you do it to impress the world, the world is going to let you down, right? Moving on, Matthew 23, 13 through 15, same chapter, just a little bit further. Jesus says, whoa. He literally says, whoa. But he says, whoa to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Just like, you hypocrites. Hypocrites, like Jesus, get, Jesus is getting like PG-13 on us. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. I said PG-13, that just got PG-13. You talk about summer season, like Jesus is on fire right there, okay? He's saying that the zeal and the passion that you have for evangelism, of telling people about God, he's telling these Pharisees this, that that is all for your personal gain. This is not for kingdom gain. That's what he's telling them. And it is possible to have people, listen to me, it is possible to have people who are winning others over for Christ, and God can use them, broken, messed up people, but who fall in due season because they start to do it for the wrong reasons. They start to do it for themselves. And to be honest with you, there was a, a pastor at one of the largest growing churches in America, and I listened every single week to his podcast. I listened to his preaching, to his sermon, um, probably for like over a year. And 
I was like, this guy is so amazing. Like, this guy is so talented. And then all of a sudden it came out that he was in, he was in headlines because he had an affair on his wife. And it's just like, what? This is, this is like in Texas, okay? This isn't anywhere near here. But I'm just like, what? And then G, um, Tyler and I were going to Jesus Revolution. And if you have not seen that movie, I'm just saying you need to go see it. Like, I think maybe tonight is, like, the last night it's showing in Cedar Falls or Waterloo. But, like, if your parents will let you, go see it, okay? It is so good. And without giving too much away, basically the person in that movie that you think is so spiritual and so great and put together ends up falling away. And you're just like, what? Like, God, God why? why? Why did you choose them? Why did you use them? You, if you knew that this was going to happen, why? But then you know what I do? I look at Peter in the Bible. Jesus knew that Peter was going to fall. But yet, he still chose Peter. Why, why did Peter deny Jesus? It's because he got selfish. He was out for personal gain. And I just want to tell you guys that God can use your broken and God can use your mess. But you decide if you're going to keep living in it. It's all about your motive. It's all about what you are are striving for, working for. So I'm going to skip down to Matthew 23, 23 through 26. And Jesus gets even more into it. And this is, and this, all of this is the, is the spring cleaning going on, okay? I'm, 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 I'm cleaning you guys right now, okay? This is, because this is what Jesus did to them. And he's calling them out for things that they need to be, you know, uh, that they need to clean up. And it says, Matthew 23, 23 through 26, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides. You strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. What the heck does that mean? I had to look it up. Basically, back in those days, they were so, like, ritualistic, and they were so religious that what they ate was, like, so specific. And so basically what he's saying is you're being a hypocrite. Like you, you say this is so important. Okay, you, you strain out, you, you strain out a nap. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so important, following all the laws and all the rituals, but then you'll swallow a camel, which is, you know, not what you're supposed to do, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what do you teach teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites? You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside. They are full of greed and self-indulgence. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Jesus says, it's time to get clean. And the reason why I'm calling us to do some spring cleaning on the inside is because there are far too many people, guys, who clean up the outside. And they appear to be good and they appear to be put together, but they are dying on the inside. And I think about those, those scenes in movies where, you know, I, I, like, I honestly tried to, like, ask around so I could, like, show a clip of a movie where a kid needs to clean something up and he shoves everything in a closet 
and I just could not, like, I just couldn't get any um, answers. So just imagine one of those movies where you're trying to, you know, clean up the, or, you know, a kid is told to clean up a room or clean up a closet or whatever, and, and they shove everything that they're supposed to clean up into a closet. Like, it's a mess, and they just shove everything in there. And the second that someone even tries to open the door just a little bit, just an inch, everything falls out. You guys know, you, you know what I'm talking about. It may seem like shoving everything in a closet is a simple fix. It, it makes the room look good, right? Like it, it puts everything away. But I just want to tell you that, that taking all that, that crap that you have laying around and just shoving it in a closet, that also takes work. And it actually causes a lot of anxiety. So you're working still, instead of putting things in their proper place and cleaning it up like you should, you're still working and you have more anxiety. And I just want to say that in your life, you may think that shoving some of the things down that you're not dealing with, that you need to clean out, all those old ways, all those old habits, you may think that it's helping and it may seem like a quick fix that you can ignore. You can, you, you can hide that, that pornography addiction or you can hide that hurt from a parent or that lie or that doubt that you've been telling yourself or that big mistake that you made in the past, but it is going to be exposed one way or another. And hiding it and shoving it down is only going to bring anxiety and fear. So tonight, just like Jesus did to these people, I want to ask you to start doing some, some cleaning. To do the tough work, the not-so-fun work of putting things in their proper place, of looking inward. So if it's that anger that you have, let's deal with it. If it's that desire that you have to be loved that you're doing anything for, let's talk about it. If it's that addiction that has a hold on you, let's get it out in the open and start changing some habits and get some accountability. If it's that fear you have of change, let's pray about it. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I am far from it. Jesus came down on those Pharisees, but he wasn't asking them to be perfect either. He was just calling them to get rid of some old ways because he had better ones. And I just want to say that you guys, you're going to mess up and we're here for it. And you're going to go through some hard things and we're here for it. Peter messed up. But let's keep looking to the new. Let's keep looking to a better way. Let's keep looking to Jesus Christ. And I just also want to add on that it is not a one-time spring cleaning. It's not like you do this one time and you raise your hand and, and then you're good. This is an everyday decision. This is an everyday change of habits that we have to do. It's an everyday battle that you have to fight to win. So if you're looking for a better way tonight and you're tired of those old ways and those old habits and those old things that you're holding on to or you've got some hurt and you've got some pains that you need to let go and those old ways of, of doing things haven't been working and this Jesus guy sounds pretty awesome, I want to lead you in a prayer tonight. So you all could bow your heads and close your eyes.
you just um, would you just speak to hearts right now? Would you just stir up spirits right now, Lord? God, I pray for a hunger and I pray for a desire for new things, for ways to change, for chains to fall. We don't pray for a moment. We don't pray for one decision. We pray for a lifetime being made clean by you. So Jesus, do the work that only you can do and stir our hearts in this moment and speak into the lives of the students that know that they need a better life. So if that's you tonight, and your old ways of doing things aren't working, see who this Jesus guy is more and more and more and more and more and you want him to continue to clean out areas in your life that you don't like and you're saying tonight's one moment but I want to commit a lifetime and you're doing that for the first time in your entire life or you've really gone down a bad path or you've really fallen away but tonight you want to come back because you want to be made clean by Jesus who died on the cross for your sins if that's you I'm going to ask on the count of three that you raise your hand one, two, three, raise your hands high if that's you. You can put those hands down. If you would just repeat this prayer after me as a body of believers in this space right now, just say, hey God, I want you. I know that there's more. I'm hurting right now. Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Clean out the areas that don't satisfy you and lead me closer to your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, this past weekend, was pretty rough for some of our our students. Um, A few of them have lost some loved ones. And I just want to say that we're going to have some just free worship here in a minute. But would you please, in the midst of that worship, would you please pray for those people who are hurting, who are grieving, and who have lost someone? Just take a moment and just say a prayer of healing. One of those students who experienced a loss um, was Cadence. And last week before all this happened, Cadence told me that she wanted to give a testimony. And she decided to still show up here tonight and to give that testimony. So Cadence, would you make your way up here? And let's just welcome her as she makes her way to the stage. and this weekend I recently had lost my father and so I still want to do my testimony and basically I know that some of you have had someone who hurt you really bad but I have and I know that 
it's hard and it's hard to get over it, but you can still make it. I mean, I felt that nobody's loved me before. I'm not enough. I can't do anything right. But the Lord made me feel like I can do everything right for some things. I am loved. I am enough. And he is great. And that you are here for a reason, not just to be here. And to be excited to come here, it's great. And for for you to feel loved, it's a great feeling. And even though my dad had passed away this weekend, he's, he's still in my heart. Our relationship is getting very close right now because I need him the most at this moment. And so I, it means a lot to me. And so let's end in prayer. Dear Lord, I pray that if there's anyone in here that has had a loss or that has been hurt, is has been through a lot, is feels better, that you take everything off their heart, that you make sure they know that they're loved, they're good enough, they're everything they need. We thank you. And Lord, I pray that everyone will, will come to Wednesdays like this in your prayer meeting. Amen. Before you go, you can, before you go, I just want to, um, you're up here. So I just want to lay hands on you, and um, I just want to pray over you and your sisters and um, anyone else who's experiencing hurt or loss right now. Um, if you guys could just extend a hand um, to Cadence or to the people around you that you know are hurting, and let's just pray. God, you're a good God. Even when it may not feel like it, even when we don't want to admit it, you're good. And the hurts that we experience in this lifetime are but a vapor. God, and we know that there is hope in you. We know that there is goodness in you, Lord. And so I just pray that these students, that they would grasp that. They, that they would not let go of that. And Jesus, in those moments that are lonely, in those moments that are hard, in those moments where they're scared, that they would turn to you, not anyone else. That they would cry out to you and plead to you and get wisdom and love from you and nothing else. God, I just pray for these girls. I just pray that you would bring healing that you would bring them comfort, that you would wrap your arms around them, God, that they would experience a moment where they know that they have a heavenly Father that cares for them, that loves them, that's looking out for them. So God, just, just rest on these students. Just bring, bring your healing touch. We just want you, God. We just want your love. We just want your, your touch, Lord. And we thank you that you are I'll stand and let's worship. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.